Sharana, the brunch queen, the queen of is back in the building. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You are nervous. I'm in the presence of greatness with this girl, Hannah. I am so honored to be back. I, I, it's such a full circle moment because when I was first on your podcast, it was around the same time, actually. A it was. You were part of my holiday special. I remember that. And yeah. now look at us surviving, thriving, and glowing. I love it. You were on a while ago. I believe, I almost want to say 2019. I think so, because I had just started kind of my entrepreneurial journey. I was very scared. Not that I'm not scared now, but it, there was a different sense of fear. I would even go as far as to say I was a completely different woman. Like, Plus, a lot of things has happened since 2019. Down. And you know what? I think safe to say, and I know everyone listening, I'm sure can agree with this. There's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of beautiful change. There's been a lot of hurt and heartache, but there's been a lot of um, like morph, like morphosis, actually. Like we've sort of developed into the people that we were supposed to be. And it's crazy. It's crazy now as I look back. 2019. Holy moly. I'm, I'm looking back in the vault. Like you're literally making me go look in the vault yeah. and try to see when we aired this episode. Because. You know what? I, it has to be around. It has to be around December because we were talking about brunch etiquette <laughs> around the holiday season. I remember. Yeah, we, were, we were in season one. Yes. And we were, ah, season one, episode 50. Two wow. years ago. What a wild ride. What a so wild. you were on over 100 episodes ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we were babies, Hannah. We 
please. <laughs> I remember because I, I know it wasn't season two. Yes. I'm like, this is season one. And it's funny. I've had the pleasure of having a few conversations with uh, guests that have been on <sighs> two years ago. Yeah. Well, there we go. Beautiful. And I'm sure for all of them as well, it's been it's been a full circle moment where, you know, you kind of see that growth. You have the opportunity to see the change and see, yeah, see that entire journey, which is which is stunning. And that's my favorite thing, I think, about podcasts, but also through like social media and just keeping relationships alive like this. Like we've known each other a few years now, even before 2019, and to see each other grow and adapt to, you know, who we are today is it's pretty special. Dude, I remember going to your brunch. <sighs> yeah. In that place with the good pancakes. I think it's called Wish. Yes. 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 And this is honestly, you can, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, feel yeah. special because lately I cannot remember when I met certain people. I wondered. <laughs> well, I mean, was it me or was it the pancakes? Be honest, I won't be hurt. No, it was you because I remember walking in and I was wearing my suede midnight blue boots. Yes. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. And you were wearing all white and yes. you looked like yeah. a princess. Oh, I remember that brunch. It was like a January brunch, if I'm not mistaken, in the yes. middle of winter. I remember that. I remember and there was a pretty floral arrangement in the middle and I remembered it because I was like, wow, she is so royal. Like I, I'm like, she's royalty. Um, and you just have like this, this princess vibe about you and you're so cheerful. So I, I always remember, I'm telling you, Shrana, I, I bumped into a few people lately and they're like, Anna, do you remember? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Please, let's not make this awkward. Let's not make this awkward right now. We're here together now. I remember you right now. Let's not go back. <laughs> wow. Thank you. And Hannah, I know, I know your listeners will agree with this. You have a presence and a personality and an energy that is honestly unforgettable. So when you say that you remember that moment, I do not take it lightly at all. That truly is extremely special to me no thanks thanks so i am gonna introduce myself because i know we're chatting away here like, I know, like we... <laughs> go, if you're listening to us go back to to episode 50 <laughs> yeah right go yeah. on back and listen to all the episodes up until this one you can like uh a bit you know how people binge watch netflix you can binge hannah's show i, I have bingers i've had a few bingers and i'm like oh you just yeah yeah, I'm like, wow, you just listened to me in a full week. This is Great. insane. Mm -hmm. uh, but tell the people, tell the people. Tell the people. Hello, people. I am Shrana Ali. I am a multi-business owner. Uh, I am the founder of It's Boss, which is a collective brought together to bring women heart-to-heart, face-to-face, and soul-to-soul over Good Eats, predominantly within the Toronto area. We, I do do this internationally now, but my passion really lies in bringing, bringing women together, allowing them to look at each other in the eye, have honest conversations and connect on a deeper level. And what I mean by that more than anything else is 
in our wonderful world of social media, filters, tweaking and adjusting here and there, it's not very often we get to know the person behind it all. Um, and by it all, I mean, you know, our, whether it be our career, the titles that society puts on us, often we don't get to know that person. Um, and through the networking opportunities that I present, that is my sole goal in the entire in the entire process that we sit down together share a meal and to me there's something so humanizing when you eat together when you are literally breaking bread together um it connects you it connects us as humans that no matter what may be happening outside of those four walls of brunch or dinner or drinks or lunch whatever it may be we're humans we're humans we bleed red you know we have very similar emotions. We may not walk the exact same steps. Our stories are probably extremely different, but each of us knows what it means and how it feels to be completely elated and the complete opposite to be completely broken. And it's somewhere in the middle there that I really want women to connect and so genuinely support each other on. So that's why I created It's Boss. And I am also a e-commerce professional in the health, in the health, wealth, and wellness industry. And what that fancy title means is I am on a deep mission again around women. I'm here for the girls. I am here for the girls through and through. I am on a mission to bring about conversation, change, and opportunity for women to bring light to their internal and external health, so body, mind, and soul, and your physical being, as well as I want to make my girls some money. Far too often, we've been told the story that, you know, girls should play it small or, you know, not really be bold about their financial goals or creating a financial legacy. And I am here to say none of that anymore. I mean, just as anybody else, male, female, however you identify, money is money. And we all like to live well, whatever that may mean. I'm not saying, you know, you have to be a contrillionaire to be happy. But I am saying for a sense of ease, financial wealth helps. And it, it supports that, whether that means that you're financially supporting yourself or, you know, your family or, you know, parents, children, whatever it may be, that flexibility and freedom around finances to create choice, that is why I entered the e-commerce world. And that's Ooh. me. That's you in a nutshell. That's me in a nutshell. I mean, in addition to that, that's kind of the, that's the professional, Sharana. I'm also a single mom. I love to eat. If you ever see me alone, I'm probably off to like dine by myself. It's one of my favorite things to do. I always say, started as a joke and I truly mean it. I love dating myself. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then in my spare time, yeah, I love being a, a single mama to my, to my little girl. She's growing so fast. She's six now. I don't even know where the time went. How is she six? Like, she's I just, six. whenever you post her, I'm like, God, what's happening? What's I can't. Happening? I, 
She's six and so sassy. She said to me what day it was. She said, Mom, when I come home from school, I have a few calls to make. And I said, oh, I said, okay. I said, are you calling your friends? And she said, no, my business partners. I go, pardon? She goes, my business partners. She goes, you know, just like you, I have two businesses. I go, oh, okay. Like, at six? At six, I think I was still braiding my Barbie's hair. Like, I was not thinking anything about creating my own business or being an entrepreneur. My girl comes home after school and draws paper dolls and cuts them out and takes them on the school bus to sell them to her other kids. It's like, <laughs> I can't, like, I, I can't. I swear to you, I'm getting a call from the principal. Hey, your kid is hustling other kids over paper dolls. I'm just waiting for the minute. <laughs> really, I'm just waiting for the minute. But you know Leave what? Her alone. Leave her. <laughs> Wait, are you Hannah, you know me. I am not stepping in front of that. If that's what, if that is her ambition, and you know what, it makes her happy. Go, go ahead and and make yourself happy, girl. I'm all, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, a hundred percent. That's so funny. I used to line up my dolls in a in a row and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you know, and. I feel like this generation, and you and I are around the same age, Hannah, it's so different. And that's also why I do what I do. Because I think had a lot of us had an upbringing where we were allowed to really dream larger than life, where we were allowed to really play into whoever we were as children, I think a lot of who we are as adults would have been immensely impacted. I know for myself, and I didn't grow up in like a strict home by any means. You know, I kind of grew up in your stereotypical mom, dad, brother house. Like, you know, we I always say we weren't well off, nor were we struggling. We were middle class. Both my parents hustled their behind off, like most immigrant parents. But there was this underlying tone where, you know, inevitably, you're well behaved, you get a good education, you go to school, you get a good job, you get married, you have kids, you buy the car, you buy the house, and then you live happily ever after. And and I don't think it was intentional ever, but I think that is the story of so many of us as compared to children today or even youth today. Like you don't have to be, you know, five or six like my little one, but I think even youth today or even, you know, those that are a decade younger than us, their experience and their exposure is so different that the opportunity is so different. Most definitely, most definitely. I feel I grew up in a single parent home. Right. Um, so my mom was like bonafide hustler, yo. Yeah. Like that woman. And it, it's just, to me, my mom was fearless. She still is. Yes. And, you know, some I would sit there and look at the normal families and think like, wow, you know, that's so cool. You have this and that. And like mm-hmm. you guys eat together every day. Meanwhile, me, it was either I was eating alone yeah. or I would start cooking dinner and my mom would come home and finish cooking dinner and then yes. we'd eat on the couch. Like it, it was just different. It was different for me growing up. But the one thing she she instilled in me is, you can get anything you want. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that. And that is an incredibly special lesson to have at such a young age or to continue to have. Because I think for me, I don't think I realized I could have or do anything I wanted until I was 
like in my early 30s and I'm 35 now like I think I had to I had to do a little bit of life to realize like hey if I want something you know sometimes you gotta let go of some extra baggage and some some emotions and get it and get it get it at get it at a pace and with the tenacity that you want to put forth. Like, don't rely on anybody else to make that happen for you if you want it as bad as you do. Well, that's the thing. You call it life. I call it hitting the pavement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's funny that that you say that. Um, I'm So I'm part of a, a brand new world to me, like in terms of entrepreneurship. And I heard someone say, you know, inevitably through entrepreneurship whatever that may look like you have moments of growth and then you have moments of like splat where you're on the ground but literally you have to pick yourself up up Ralph and rally and I started laughing I'm like what is this what is this like this saying Ralph and rally and they're like you know throw up a little bit but keep going and I'm like okay but it stuck to me so deep because it it holds so true like sometimes you kind of have to get sick. You kind of have to, you know, get a little nauseous, but you keep going inevitably, right? Mm-hmm. You keep going and you keep running. You ca- you got to keep going. Well, that's just it. You sometimes I get asked frequently, like, you know, where do you find the energy? Just last night I was having a conversation with somebody. And they're like, where do you find the energy to do all that you do? And I, and I seldomly, Sharon, I don't really, I don't talk about everything that I do in a day. Yes. I just don't. I just, you know, you plug and play, let's rock and roll. Yeah. So it's one of those things, right, that you don't realize what you've done until until you until you throw up. Until yeah. you look back and you're like, the flip did I just do all yeah. that? Yes. Now I wanna ask you when because you know, I was at your event, party of one. Was that a moment for you where you had the opportunity to kind of have that quote unquote throw up moment? And like, we keep referring to throwing up and I don't want to make anyone sick, but was it a moment for you to be like, holy moly, you know, like I, it took me all of this or I have continuously been putting my best foot forward to get to this point did you have a moment where you were sitting there kind of gazing and thinking huh this is it or on the alternative were you sitting there thinking like this is just the beginning I gotta keep going well it was that that's a really good question it's a it's a double double sorted question but first I wanted to like not have this event like 500 times yes. like throughout the throughout the, the journey of me curating it I must have wanted to quit at least a minimum twice a month. Amazing. And that's how you know you're a true entrepreneur, I have to say. Like when you're putting <laughs> on yourself, that that is the testament of time. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, Sharon, I built this website. Oh. It was just a whole different experience. Like I wanted it to be an experience from the minute you clicked on the website yes. to the email that you got, to the emails that you got to following up to the event to the food, to the vendors, to how you walked in, to how you can see the stage from the front door. It was everything was thought very, very thoroughly. Um, With that being said, I wasn't, I wanted it to be more. I feel like I didn't do enough. Really? Yeah. And And I 
say that with shock because as an audience member and someone who truthfully didn't see all the behind the scenes, to me, it was flawless. It was perfect. You see, and that's my issue, right? Because there was, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I could have given more. Interesting. To, to the audience. Like it, it's basically, I wanted to put on a show. Yeah. Like, it was a show, you know, we, we went yeah. through segments. Um, I felt that I was missing the music component. I didn't have a DJ. I didn't have a playlist. I didn't have an artist. Um, I really wanted to feature some kind of art. I didn't have the time for it. So it was just, you know, like little things. Yeah. Little, like little Hannah things. These are Hannah things. But it ran. It ran beautifully. And it was stunning. You know what I just thought of, Hannah? And maybe this is something you've previously considered. Would you consider making it an annual event? Kind of as a testament to yourself. I would love, I would love for it to be an annual event. I really, I'm really hoping and praying and putting my best foot forward that I can host two next year. Beautiful. Um, one kind of in the tail end of winter, early spring, and then another one in the fall. Um, oh, like beautiful. October vibes, not September because September is busy with Tiff and everybody and their mother. Yes. But I, I was like, whose idea was this, Hannah, to do this on the opening weekend of Tiff? Whose fucking <laughs> idea was that? So you know, I learned. I learned. Um, but it was one of those things like you either do this or you don't, you know. Yes. Um, so I would really, really love to have something in the spring. I'm working towards it. I just, I haven't found the venue that speaks to my life. And I think, like, for folks who didn't attend or were unable to attend, I'm sure you've seen the pictures, but I I actually said this to one of our mutual friends, the event dripped Hannah, like, every single second of it, it screamed Hannah vibes. And what I mean by Hannah vibes is it screamed excellence, it screamed intention, it screamed you know, purpose, which was, so when you say you haven't found the venue that, you know, calls out to you, I, I get what you mean. Because as, as soon as I pulled up in my Uber and call me bougie, it's fine. As soon as I pulled up in my Uber, I was like, oh, this, I get it. Like, I get it. Why you chose this space. I understood why the flow was the way it was, because it, it, it was a true reflection of, of you. Most definitely, most definitely. I felt, I felt that too. Like when I walked in, they were super cool. I'm super intentional too. I, I say this, I've been saying it more publicly now, but I really like to work with people of color. Yes. It is, it is my vain existence um, yeah. lately. And, you know, the owners were POC, nice. uh, my panel, like my speakers were diverse. My, you know, my vendors were, were diverse as well. Like I really wanted to showcase because I, I find that a lot of us, you know, I still feel like we're not welcome in some spaces. Yeah. You know, you go to a high ticket item, you know, a high ticket um, brunch or anything like that at 10 a.m. in some bougie ass hotel downtown yeah. and nobody looks like me. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Why? Uh, so can we dive into that? Because I, I have thoughts. I have thoughts on both sides of that. And I'm going to kind of shake shit up because, I mean, what I That's what we do on here. (laughs) Right? That's what I do. So I would love to dive into that because, interestingly enough, the reason that I started It's Boss, besides bringing people together, was for a very similar reason. I was lucky enough to attend many events across 
Toronto and very similar to what you said I never saw people that look like me speaking I never saw people like me in the audience I never felt seen or heard or validated within those spaces now I'm going to take accountability and say that should maybe there is maybe I should have been approaching different events or maybe I should have been like I'll tell you the events I was going to were Toronto entrepreneur events or yeah mostly Toronto entrepreneur events or um, women empowerment events now to me that is a very vague genre that inevitably if you are for instance a Toronto entrepreneur you are welcome in that space at a very general level or if you believe in female empowerment at those female empowerment events you have a place there hypothetically and I say hypothetically in because like you were saying right I never I never saw us per per se now kind of to flip that around do you think as an individual to attend or to put our hands up to say hey I want to speak there is a sense of fear well yeah there is yeah I don't feel they they understand my journey I I don't I don't I came into this entrepreneurial space and I don't even consider myself an entrepreneur because I don't have an actual product I consider myself just media um and I'm in this these spaces where you guys didn't grow up like me um you didn't live the adversity you didn't take a plane like I did I came to your country and you know I'm I'm trying my very best no matter how well spoken I am I'm still I don't have connections. I don't like, not that I don't have connections, but I don't have the connections to do the things you do right now. Automatic. You worked for every single thing you had, including your connections. Yeah. Yeah. Like fostered like years and years of, of just back and forth and, and supporting and having conversations and, and just like that. And every single time a door has been open for me, it's been a person of color. Look at that. Every time, every time I have something major happening, you know, something that I can say, like, you know, when I spoke for Microsoft at, at the beginning of 2020, yeah, it was a person of color. Look at that. Um, so it's just one of those things that you sit there and you're like, wow, okay, when we're in the spaces, we give the hands out. Yeah. We do it. But getting into those spaces is just, you know, okay, fine. We can go speak at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. But mm-hmm. we we don't show up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard for you to go into DMs. It's hard for you to get registrations. It's hard for you to sell tickets. It's hard for you to 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 do the things. It's just it's hard. Meanwhile, the others they have these freaking vast networks that they send one massive emails and they sell out fifty percent. And I'm like, how'd you do that, bro? Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. Maybe that's why it doesn't happen because it's hard it's interesting it's it is interesting like I I hope it's something that I don't think it'll ever dissipate ever like and I'm I'm just being realistic I don't think it'll ever dissipate but I hope there through this there's a different sense of community that comes comes about that women of color genuinely stick together and stand up for each other and start shouting for each other 
as opposed to saying, hey, I'm just going to grab two of my friends. Like, no, let us grab 20 of our friends. Like, let us make our presence known. And, you know, I, I hate to say this because it's one of those trendy sayings, but take up as much space as possible. And you know what? Something that I've learned and not even just through events, like just in life, people are going to talk. There's always going to be whispers. I mean, you might as well give them something to talk about and live up your best life. And if that means that it's me and like, I don't know, an entire bus of my people coming through, then we're coming through. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is what it is. The amount of females that, you know, during just like when I started promoting the event, after I had the event that sent me a DM saying, Hey, if you need a speaker, you know, for your next event, let me know. And I'm like, girl, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hold on, you know, and it's just, and it's unfortunate because Sharana, you know, you know how I work. Like, you know me, you've known me for years. And it's, it's when I get asked these things, right. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with opening doors, but I don't see you repost anything. I don't see you pull up. I don't see you buy a ticket. I don't. And I'm like, and then you want me to put you on stage. I'm like, but you have to do the thing. And also, so I hate to interrupt, but I have to say this, right. The end or we might get some flack for me saying this, but can I just say, like, especially a place like stage, you have to work your way up to that. Like, you can't start from, hey, can you can you put me on stage to going on stage? Like, you got to put in the effort. You got to, I hate to say it, but you got to pay your dues to get up on stage. Just say it. You do. Do you know how many? Ooh. For my first speaking gig, first, I was an MC. And tickets were $20. I remember this because it happened four years ago. The event was in December. I had opened my Instagram page in March of that year. Yes. So in December was my first speaking gig. And I sent over 200 DMs Okay, yeah. going, hey, do you need a speaker? Hey, do you need an MC? I'll help you set up. I'll help you tear yeah. down. I'll help you sell tickets. Like, yo, I was just up in people's faces and finally yeah. somebody gave me, gave me a shot to be an MC of their event. And Sharana, I sold two tickets, two. I couldn't get nobody to come out. Like, mm-hmm. I will never forget this. I couldn't get a single person to come out to come mm-hmm. see me MC for the first time. Um, and it was just one of those things. And those girls, you know, they did their thing. They sold out their event. Um, and I, and I was able to have two people in the audience, one who is my dear friend now. And then my god sister, who was like 16 at the time, yeah. or 15 at the time, she, she took her allowance and she bought me. A wow. And it was just one of those things that I'm just like, wow, you know, I, and I will never forget that. I will never forget that yes. it is one of my, my go-to experiences because yeah. it's hard for you to do it and I've I've been doing it I've you know tickets $20 $15 I've gone on stage for free you yes. know I don't get paid I've you know what I mean like it's just one of those things and I've slowly slowly been doing the thing like my event that was four years yeah that took me four years to do something on my own and you know what I think one of the things I have to say about that is when you get to a place of contentment or when you're on that, you know, proverbial stage, 
because you've been through that journey, it's so much sweeter when you set foot on that stage because you've seen it. You've seen it from the ground up. And I think it's appreciated and respected that much more. And as an audience member, because here's the other thing, Hannah, I have been extremely lucky to be on numerous podcasts. I've been extremely lucky to been able to publish my work. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky to have a great social media community that it's it really is a community like we we talk to each other it's a conversation but do you know i have never once set foot on a public stage i've done it virtually but i have never crossed a stage and have i paid my dues i think i have i think i have and i but i will tell you the minute that opportunity comes to me one i'm going to be extremely thankful but you better believe I'm going to remember every single step it took for me to get there. Oh, you want to be on stage? Girl, done. <laughs> That's what you want? That's nothing. You'll speak at my next event, the end. <laughs> there, it's on public record. That wasn't my plug, but my point is, like, whether it be, you know, public speaking or what, like, whatever that ultimate goal is, you can't go zero to 100. Like, you have no. You have to take those steps to get there for it to mean anything to you. And you know what? I'm sorry. And this goes back to what you were saying before. Very few of us are going to get the handouts. Very few of us are going to see that silver platter. And when we do, I hope people appreciate it. But I think it's safe to say in my experience, few do. I'm just like, bro, but you've never, you know, and I I will never forget. I will never forget. I sold two freaking tickets. Two. On my first speaking gig, two. Like, and it has been hard. In my last event, I think I sold, it was like 36 or 37. And I was like, wow, you know, from two to 37. Right. And I'm sitting there and like the ambition in me is like, no, fuck, you should have sold 50. (laughs) Right. But like, that's just who I am. That's just who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, but I'm not taking the 37 for granted at all. You can't. I'm not. I'm not. So it's just one of those things that they, they have to pay their dues and they just don't get that. I haven't. I haven't. Third season of this podcast. Yes. I have maybe asked two people to be on the show. Wow. That's it. I'm like, no, this is third season. I put in my grind. I have over 20K listens. Okay. I'm not out here looking for people. You want to be on the show? Yeah. Send me a message. I'll yeah. say yes. Try not you know I say yes. Yeah. No problem. If we'll have something to talk about, let's go. Let's rock. Yeah. And let's just talk about it, right? But it's just yes. I remember who's been with me in first season. So yeah. if anybody that was with me when I started, yes, they need to be on. I'm like, yo, let's go. Like yes. I flipped around. I, I taped I taped with uh one of my guests and she has uh by the time this airs a Kickstarter would have been finished. But she has a Kickstarter and she goes, mm-hmm. Hannah, Kickstarter's finished at the end of the month. I said, no problem. I'll air you next week. She's like, are you serious? That's in five days. I said, no, that's fine. You've been with me from day one. How can I not flip this around quick for you? It, it just oh, makes sense. Also, can I say, and this, I think, you know, for my business owners or my, the people listening that are hustlers, like this also proves such an essential point, Hannah, and you just spelled it out so beautifully that at the end of the day, no matter what your ambition may be, that relationship you're building, that friendship trumps it all. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, 
yeah, at the end of the day, and you know, I'm sure we've all heard it numerous times, it's not what you say or what you do, it's how you make people feel. And just mm-hmm. by that action alone, by the fact that you were like, no, no, I, I got you. I'm going to make this happen for you. I bet you your guest was on cloud nine. I bet you were, they were like, let's, let's rock. Let's rock. Yeah, she was, she was about it. She was about it. And, and I feel like this is such an important conversation because I get, like, I, I consider it a seasoned. I feel like we're seasoned. I know we have so much more to learn compared to, like, the big dogs. But I feel like we're a little seasoned. Maybe we've got some black pepper and salt. Right? We've been a lot. We've been around. I mean, if you're talking salt and black pepper, I'm sure you're referring to my hair. I'm a little bit more gray compared to the first season, but I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. Dude, I've got grays galore. At this point, I'm just like, I don't know what to do with you guys. I'm just going to just you. I don't know what to do with the grays. But it's just one of those things. I I see these new girls come out, and I'm just like, are you really just chill yeah yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes i want to give them a hug and be like it's okay honey you have time don't worry don't walk crawl yeah like take your time things take time like i i just i don't get it 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 just mind boggles me sometimes right because i it's i get sometimes like oh well you haven't monetized the podcast and blah 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 and i'm like but this is a vessel Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I use for people's voices to get out there, and I don't care if one person listens to it or five hundred people listen to it. Yes, it just you know somebody that is listening to us right now will get touched, and then that means my this the podcast to me it's God's work. Yeah, you're serving. Yeah, it's not like you know what I mean. I have a goal for it, of course. Um, but it's not something that I'm sitting here. Like whenever I talk to podcasters, like mm-hmm. when I see them come up in my DMs, go, oh, you have a podcast, blah, blah, blah. How do you make money? I said, you're, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Is that, sorry, is that why you're podcasting? Like, I don't think so. Like you said, you're doing it here for a larger purpose. Yeah. For that essence. And like you said, if one person, if that hits on one person, amazing. If it hits on, you know, the entire world, amazing. But ultimately it's that one person that it comes down to, right? That's that's the thing. That's the thing. And that's how I feel about your brunch, how I feel about your new businesses. Like I remember you, I I think I did a one day challenge. I think I tagged you. I tagged you the other day. Well, I don't know what the other day. I don't know days anymore, Sharana. And you had said you wanted to host brunches all over the world. Yeah, this is back in 2020, and then I I had tagged you, and I'm like, hey, but hey, you did the thing. Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps as you said that. Because <laughs> you're right, you're right. I think it was like, I think the question you asked was, what was your wildest dream or what's your largest goal? And you're right. I said I want to brunch globally. And do you know Hannah? And I know we're we're gonna hear this towards the end, or it's the end of the year now. But do you know this year I finally brunch globally? You did. Like I, I did. I brunt, we were in Orlando. We're hitting up Tulum. Like me. Me. I didn't even on my first brunch, there was six there was six of us. One of them was my best friend. The other one was my mom. Four people trusted sorry. That's three people trusted me. Mm-hmm. Three people trusted me. And now I can confidently say I can host anywhere in the world. And people will come. Because, and that actually adds another point, people will come if they want what you are 
what you are putting forward. And inevitably, whatever it is you're putting forward, there's someone out there that wants it, whatever it may be. It's, it goes back to what you were saying before. It could be just that one person, amazing, but somebody out there wants it. And that's how you have to think. That's how you have to think. I remember, I remember my, shoot, my goal was like to fill up the ACC. So I got <laughs> And you will. And you will. You I was will. like 19,800 seats has the ACC. Yeah. There we go. And then you'll look back and say, remember? Remember when I sold the two tickets? Remember when I sold the 26 tickets? And now, yeah. now people are fighting because there's no room in the ACC for me. Hopefully, I think it will happen. I, I'm a pusher like that. I'm very annoying. <laughs> no, that's not annoying. That is, that's your spirit screaming. I, that's not you being annoying. That's you living your truth and your full potential. And I love that about you because you've never been afraid to motivate others to do it. And now you are doing it yourself, which is so beautiful to see. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, uh, you're going to give me my feelings. Oh, I got it. Feelings. Late night with Hannah and her feelings. <laughs> and listening to this at like 8 a.m. I know, and they're like, like, but you know what? This is a late night vibe. Like, I really, I've always thought of the show as a late night vibe. Always. I know people listen to me in the morning, and I love that. You know, I'm in your mind and your thoughts early in the morning. That's precious. But I've always thought of myself as a late night show. It's always. because the vibe is so chill. It's so laid back. You're just like so relaxed. Oh, I am. I am. I hate structure. Like, I like structure in certain things, but for this, this show is one of the things I don't, I'm like, I get sometimes the guests like, is there questions? And banana, I'm like, no, no. Which is the best, which is the best. And uh, like, I'll admit, even before we came on, I'm like, Hannah, is there anything I have to cover? Is there a script? Like, what do you need me to do? And when you were like, no, I was like, all right, these are my favorite. These are my favorite because they're the most natural and the most relatable. It is. I've, it's like a secret conversation. It's like when you're being nosy and overhearing somebody's conversation. This is what it, this is about. Um, anybody listening, including you and I, tell me you don't like to people watch and listen to other people talk. Like, get out of here. You're lying. You do. You're just as nosy as I am. Be- oh, my God. Beauty. Uh, one of my speakers. So she had came in from yeah. New York the day before. So I gave her, like, a little tour. Um, it, she's awesome. And we yeah. people watched. Yes. Yes. We said- what I started doing, Hannah, and I love people watching. But what I have noticed, and I don't know if this is relatively new within the last couple of years, just because of people's experiences, but I've started intentionally like smiling at people and looking them directly in their eyes. It makes people want to shit their pants. Like I don't like people look at me like I am some sort of alien from another planet. And I'll try it because I am predominantly downtown Toronto for from the better part of my day. And everybody is typically like heads down, you know, in some sort of rush, speeding down whatever street they're on. And I'm there like casually strolling, watching people intentionally in their eyes and smiling. And they're like, wait, what? Like the to people watch to me is one of the most interesting things because we as human beings, we react so interestingly. It's wild. It's It's wild. I I just, you see... When you people watch, when I people watch, I just imagine their lives and I like storytelling. Oh, that's juicy. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder 
like this was this was developed through the pandemic because all I would do was like I became obsessed with my robe uh during the divorce and the pandemic so I would sit on my couch in my robe and just yes. walk outside and wonder what their lives you know how like the little mermaid is like <laughs> oh I want yeah I want to be where the people are I love that it is interesting we as humans we are very very interesting beings I don't know. it's one of those things it's one of those things I'm just like how is it that I'm doing this right now but yeah. I have to ask you, since you're so, since I feel like you dream big, what would you like to be doing next time you come on my show? Oh, well, I can confidently say I'm a big dreamer now. I like it's it's a it's a muscle that you have to work towards and often massage and keep sort of keep grinding out for it to to come to fruition. I don't think I always dreamed big um, at all. And I think part of it was me playing safe so that I could accomplish whatever those safe goals were. But now, like Hannah, I kid you not, I see myself literally hopping on planes like it's the TTC. Like I see my kid with me getting an education by a private tutor. I see us making a large difference. Like, you know what my ultimate dream is? And the cool thing is I can, I can merge my e-commerce world into this because I mean, because it's based online, I can technically be on the beach and still do my job, which is beautiful. But my dream is for us to spend a month in a different country, like for an entire year or multiple years. And, you know, my daughter will still get an education. She'll have a private tutor with us, but we're not staying in like these, you know, frou-frou hotels we're staying amongst the culture she's being exposed she's getting a traditional education and a and real life education where she sees and supports people hands-on like and whatever that may look like right it doesn't necessarily mean that you know we are necessarily supporting charity cases like i i always have thoughts when i see like any sort of charity work publicized because i'm like if it's charity work, I commend you. That's beautiful. But make sure the reason you're doing it comes from a good place for like, as part of my dream, I would love for my daughter and I to, to make a difference on the ground, but also show her that very few people live the way we live. And what I, I mean, and it goes as simple as like running water. Like we live in the greater Toronto area, literally two hours from us. There isn't clean drinking water. Like, don't get me started. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I, I want my daughter to know that. Like, I want her to know, you know, like the traditional curriculum. Great. But I also need her to know, like, hey, just because you want the new whatever, my little pony, da-da-da-da-da, trust me, sweetheart. Somebody just wants, like, to be able to eat breakfast tomorrow morning. Right? Like, I want her to also get that perspective and that realization firsthand. that's the dream that's the dream for her to get you know that traditional education that hands-on education for us to be able to travel the world together and create that that album of memories together i mean one day is there a mr sharana ali in the picture maybe but like it's not a goal like when i was you know in my late teens even early 20s that topped the list. Now you're lucky if you make the top 10, honey. 
Like, it's not, it's not up there anymore. I mean, my top 10 list is, is genuinely being happy. It's making sure my daughter is healthy and happy. It's making sure my family is healthy and happy. It's making sure, you know, we have a reason to laugh every day. And these things sound so simple, but I think anyone listening and you and I can both say like, when you hit ground bottom and you crack and you break, these are the things that come to fruition, right? You realize that ultimately, yeah, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to make my name and achieve my goals. But at the end of it, if I'm not happy, I've really done nothing. So maybe that's the goal. Maybe that is the ultimate goal that when I am on your podcast next, that I am at a whole different level of happy. That was a mic drop. Thank where, you. where can people find you and keep up with the adventures of Tirana? I love you. I am on Instagram. I live on Instagram. I would be lying to tell you if I'm not that I'm not addicted. I truly am. I'm not apologetic for it. And my handle is Sharana Ali. So S-H-A-R-A-N-A-A-L-I. And I am Sharana. <laughs> <laughs> I love how cute you were when you ended. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for passing by. I want to commend you, applaud you for all the work that you've been doing. Whenever I see you, I think that this is where I could be one day in, in the, the sense of like the heightness and, and awareness of, of self. Um which is like my ultimate goal, right? I've been working really hard on just being Hannah for Hannah and not being mm-hmm. Hannah for anyone else. So you know what it is, Hannah, and I, I know we're, we're creating a longer podcast here. You know what it is? I had to come to realize that one, and this is the, uh, the snarky Sharana coming through. No one else is paying my bills or sleeping next to me at night. Like it's yeah. me me looking at myself in in the mirror but also like nobody nobody's gonna do it for me right like nobody I'm never gonna give that power away again to allow anybody to make me happy and I did like I'm I'm not gonna lie I gave it away multiple times in multiple different ways but I can't I can't anymore and that's why I show up the way I show up now because I want to make myself happy I want to make myself proud and in turn, those who are observing, whoever it may be, and people are always watching, let's call it what it is, they'll see that and it'll rub off on them. Most definitely. Most definitely. I really think that it's important, but you don't, you have to walk that walk to get there. Yes. You do. Absolutely. You do. Hmm. Now I'm sad. Now I don't want it to end. <laughs> no. three. <laughs> We'll have to do another one in how when was our last one? Twenty nineteen. So that was yeah. what three years ago. Okay, tune back in, everybody, in three years for part two. <laughs> or just see us. Come see us when Hannah does her other event. You know, I will be at every single event you ever do. And then, and then we'll we'll do the chit chat thing in person. We'll do the chit chat thing in person. I'm excited. I'm excited. I gotta I gotta get to work Sharana on this next event. I gotta find a venue. It's irritating me. But I will find it. I I remember it took me a while to find life. It took me a while. Yeah, Yeah, it did. It did. But I will find it and then get the ball rolling. I think it'll be easier this time. Yeah, because you've done it once. Yeah, I think it'll be easier. And I have all the stuff, the website and all of that stuff done and and ready, right? So let's I know, but I'm working on something that will change things really. (laughs) 
I can't say, but it'll be, it'll be an experience. It'll be an experience. Oh, I can't wait. I'm already excited. You can put <laughs> my name as the first person to sign up. I don't even care what it is. You're selling garbage bags? Great. I want the first one. <laughs> oh my God. I thought about selling garbage bags because they're pissing me off. They're always breaking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you breaking? And then my mom's like, because you put too much. Like, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you. Okay. <laughs> Oh my word. I love it. This is beautiful. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're welcome. Thanks for coming by. Uh, say hi to your brother for me. Tell him I said what I else. definitely will. I definitely will. Yeah, yeah, this is a family affair. You know us all. I know. <laughs> I love it. I'll let you get to me once now, baby. But I'll never let you win the game. I'll let you get to me once now, baby. But I'll never let you win the game.